That sounds what? official. <laughs> no, this is actually my gavel from when I was an auctioneer years ago. So, um, oh, cool. Yeah, I used to do the. Well, that seems uh, official. You know, it, it's uh, it's pretty official. I you know it, I got it from the auctioneering school. It's like hey, I can't do it anymore. I'm not that good anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> We're recording. Hey guys, welcome back to Simply Amazing, the Nightcrawler podcast for Nightcrawler fans or or Nightcrawler indifferent or Nightcrawler haters. Or if you've never heard of Nightcrawler, welcome. We're going to tell you all about it. <laughs> if you still like him by the end of this episode, you belong with us. So anyway, um, we have a very special guest that we're going to introduce in a second to go into something uh, very controversial. I mean, incredibly controversial. You guys read the news and you see what's going on out there. And there are it's our world is incredibly <laughs> polarized. And this episode is going to be the most polarizing episode probably of all time. Before we get into him, though, uh, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Lisa, a.k.a. the OG Nocturne, a.k.a. Judge Lisa in this one because I've got my gavel and I'm ready to rule over all of this. And of course, I have with me the lovely, the gorgeous, the uh, making herself comfortable right there. That is my girl, Lauren. Girl, how you doing? Good, good. I'll be better when life stops hurting me. But other than that, I'm doing great. It's always uh, refreshing to be here and just talk about Kurt and not worry about things. Uh, I'm Lauren, your friendly neighborhood. Bye. And I just want to actually give an actual disclaimer. Um, I know... You know, this this episode is all fun and love. I know to some people the topics in this can be, um, you know, a little tough or triggering at times, um, you know, but just know that it's all love here. You know, this is for fun. It's silly. So if you do get frustrated, you know, feel free to let us know if you'd like. We're happy to listen and hear you guys out. But just know this is for fun and just enjoying it and having fun talking about Kurt and um another piece that I think you know you and Mav can really introduce better Lisa <laughs> oh yes oh yes I, I just want to say Lauren right here is playing the role of Seneca Crane in Hunger Games if you're familiar uh he helps to start the Hunger Games but it all goes out of control really quickly and it ends up with a mouthful of deadly nightshade so it's gonna go that way but let's introduce our special guest right here he gave us the idea for the episode uh because he has strong feelings and I have strong feelings and it, it, there's going to be so many feelings all over the place. Like, <laughs> I, I had to, I had to put mats down just to make sure that like everything was protected. But we have, of course, from uh, the uh, Vox Popcast as well as Oh Gosh Oh Golly Oh Well, Mav. He is here to talk Hello. to us about Mav. Yeah, Mav. Why don't you tell them I, what we're talking about here? I see. I, I'm afraid of letting your listeners down. These like strong feelings. They're not that strong. It's a my trap. Feelings are not that, <laughs> my feelings are not. That, you have strong feelings. I have moderate disagreement at best <laughs> but, see that's how but, i that's how i that's how i preemptively win the whole argument is that yeah. i have stronger feelings than you done argument over okay guys thank you guys okay for enjoy the show <laughs> <laughs> no no please, please this is three minutes um, we are yeah, so excited was, to talk uh, about this yeah so this is a it is a controversial topic uh as you said because it came from we have gotten to the point in our show. Okay, well, I should, this is confusing. I'm on two shows. We've gotten to the point of Gosh Golly Wow, where we are we are 
traversing the entire series run of Excalibur. And we have gotten up to the point where Amanda Sefton joins the team. Um, if you are a Kurt fan, I, I kind of love how you're like, oh, and if you've never heard of Nightcrawler, if they've never heard of Nightcrawler before, how are they on this show? That would be really weird. I, like if you guys have listeners who are just like starting here at the random Amanda Sefton episode because they know who Amanda Sefton is, but not who Kurt Wagner is. Please Listen, tweet me and tell me how that happened. Cause I want to know. I, <laughs> I guarantee Honestly. I, I guarantee I probably have a random cousin who's listening to this because I sent them the link and told them to listen. So, uh, okay. Hey, Kel. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> otherwise, I don't time, know. Yeah. every Stanley ever always said every comic is somebody's first comic. So this could mm-hmm. be sure. This could be your first episode. Uh, it could be your first podcast sure. ever. Not even your first episode. Amazing. Maybe if this is your entry into podcasting. Hi. Okay, so yeah, anyway, well, God, I hope, we're, I hope single, we're <laughs> basically audio WWE <laughs> But um, yeah, so on on Gosh Golly Wow, we've been going through this comic series, and at one point they add a new character to the team, Amanda Sefton. Uh, Amanda is the, and we joke about this on on our show a lot. Amanda is the sister slash girlfriend of one of the main mm-hmm. characters of the team. Um, the main one? character being Nightcrawler, um, <laughs> Kurt Wagner. Um, and we've joked about it a bunch on our show, but we didn't have to deal with it because even though um, sh- her presence was there um, for the last 74 issues uh, at time of recording this, um, you guys might have heard our seven. I don't. It depends on when you're listening to it. I don't know when your when your posting schedule is because I'm a few I'm a few episodes in the head of ahead of mm-hmm. where we filmed. Um, at the time of recording, she was just joining the team, um, and we had to deal with the fact where you know we've been making this joke for the last year of you know girlfriend slash sister, and how did this happen? Well, the storyline is in. Um, in X-Men comics in the, I think originally it first happens in the late 70s. It might have been the 80s. I'd have to check the the, the years. Kurt ends up dating um, Amanda Sefton, who is his adoptive sister. So, so there's no blood at all, but it is sister slash girlfriend. And it's creepy. I acknowledge that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've never, um, but it's weirdly creepy. Um and uh, you've had Anna on the show. Um, Anna, my co-host. Yeah. Um, a- um, Anna has pointed this out. Maybe the creepiest thing about it is it's almost never acknowledged that this is weird. Like no one ever says anything like, hey, are you dating your sister? That's weird. Like if they noticed it, maybe it would like you, he could explain it, but he doesn't. It's just like, a, oh, he's dating his sister. And that's that's just the thing that people do sometimes. It's not. I love my sister. Not interested in her. Um, but but like that kind of happens in the story. And then um, one of the the questions that people sort of argue about on the Internet is, well, is this incest or not? And um, and, and the argument usually comes down to there's no blood. Why does anybody care? Or adoptive siblings are real siblings. So it's incest. And that's usually the argument for or against um, both of which I understand neither Mm -hmm. of which is my issue with it. Um, My issue with it is 
Anna's right. They don't talk about it much, but I think that's a comics code issue. I think this is one of many things that Chris Claremont, who made that decision, was interested in. Probably people were like, no, we're not. We're not. We're not dealing with this. No, no, no. There's a comics code. I don't want to do this. And then like it gets dropped. There are many Claremontian threads there. Um, Claremont at one point wanted to change Kitty Pride's race from um from a yeah. white jewish girl to a black girl and he just wanted to just do it as a story and it's like this will be fascinating and then the editors are like oh no it won't be and this is not going to happen and then later was he before, they did mention, yeah it was before wait, was before or after he oh it's before because i was gonna say okay he so went, i guess yeah, they, they were to, like white to black absolutely not white to asian uh, gray area white to asian was actually an asian person's decision jim lee made that decision claremont oh, wrote okay. it but jim okay. but jim lee made that decision jim lee um was like was just sort of like I think she'd be sexier if she was Asian, <laughs> and that okay. and that was like how much thought was put into it because he was Asian and like it was like okay I guess like that's yeah but but that and he had the power the power to do that at the time so it was um it, it never really develops into a hey why is this weird thing um my argument about it isn't so much that i'm in favor like i i'm weird about ships like people have their favorite ships and i never have any favorite ships because i'm i always like I, I don't believe in continuity this is a much longer argument but i like to think i like to enjoy whatever comic for the comic itself and like how it affects things before it or after it whatever so there are good curtain amanda comics and there are bad curtain amanda comics and my arguments with it have to do more with the cultural significance of how um of how incest is portrayed in not just comics in literature especially in comics because it's going to come up i'm, I'm going to talk about this and i'm going to talk about uh superman supergirl comics but how incest is portrayed in, in literature tends to be very very um very very mired in american white sensibilities even mm-hmm. for characters who aren't white Americans, which Kurt and Amanda aren't. So, yes, I understand why it's creepy, probably less creepy for them than for the reader. And that's kind of and and there and there's I have details as to like why um, what it comes down to is like there are in the incest taboo, as it's called, is one of the most universal ta- taboos across all of cultural studies. Most societies on Earth have a problem with incest. This is good. Um, I mean, most, not most. all, not all. If, but you, most. if you're the royal, vast, that's a whole different thing. Yes, but the vast majority of the vast, ma- well, it, it it is and it isn't. The vast majority have problems with incest, but it's not as universally defined as to what is incest as I think people think it is. Um, uh, Cloud Claude Levi Strauss started dealing with this in his writing and talked about how it was a universal taboo, and then it turned out he was wrong because once you ask people, well, what is incest? They don't necessarily give the same answer. Um, in America, it, it tends to be, well, you know, I, I guess if you're, I don't know, third, fourth cousin, that's probably okay. But then some part, part, portions of America is got a second, some it's first. Most of them are not okay with siblings. But mm-hmm. so like the the royals are not OK with siblings, but like a lot of royals, first cousins are just a, are just a thing. And um, you end up with a lot of people being fascinated by it because of the taboo nature. And so you end up with people wanting to write about it a lot. And then it gets complex. So like one of my least favorite books that I had to read when I was getting a Ph.D. is Absalom Absalom. 
Faulkner, William Faulkner writes about incest a lot in in his classic mm-hmm. literature. And it's just like a and it's a lot, it's often um it's often accidental. I didn't know she was my sister, but you know, long lost sister. That that sort of thing happens a lot in stories because people are like sort of fascinated by the taboo. Um and then if you do uh, porn studies, which is one of my outside of comics, I'm I'm also into porn studies, which is a thing. It's a real thing. Trust listen, me, I have listen, a doctorate. So am I. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I don't got a doctorate for it. Yeah. But like uh, if you wonder why currently step sibling porn is very big, because you can sort of you, know, you can sort of touch that incesty thing and get the taboo, but then to say it's not, I don't, it's not her, his real brother, it's his, it's his step brother. You know, you can do, you, yeah, you can do that sort of thing. So, so I, there's it's, it's a, it gets complex. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. I agree. There's lots of layers. There's lots of you know diff, different definitions. I think for mm-hmm. me, the thing about Kurt and Amanda is that. Let, let's let's use another uh, sibling couple or a couple of siblings as an example. So you have Kurt and Amanda who are not related by blood, but were literally raised together, like mm-hmm. for Kurt from birth, raised with this woman, right? As his sometimes. sister. Yeah, sometimes uh, birth, sometimes a t- sometimes a toddler. Depends on that's another thing with continuity. Depends on which one. Yeah. Sometimes a young age. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, younger than he can remember. So the entirety of his life has been, she has been his sister in his life. Then you have, let's say Jean-Paul and Aurora who are literally like they're twins, but they didn't actually know about each other until much later in life. So it's one of those things where there is the psychological, like there's the, there's your, there's the DNA side of it and there's the psychological side of it. Mm -hmm. And for me, I would be less weirded out even though it would never happen because JP is gay and married to Kyle and God, God help him. If he cheats on Kyle, I'm coming after him. But um, <laughs> like, it's like, but like, let's say in a hypothetical situation, Jean-Paul and Aurora were to get together, even though they're related by blood, it's slightly less squeaky to me only because mm-hmm. it's like, they didn't know. And they, they don't have that really like that, you know, that entire lifetime of being raised together, calling the same mm-hmm. woman, mom, calling the same guy, brother, Calling like you know they've got probably got Margaret's probably got pictures of the two of them in the bathtub when they were kids, not knowing that they were going to be doing other things with their genitals when they got older. So um, like it's just that to me is what is what really does it is that psychological side where they mm-hmm. were raised as siblings. They called they called the same woman mother, and so that is uh, where that comes in. However, yeah, I agree. However, yeah. <laughs> However, I okay. So I have been talking about this Chris Claremont story. I'm going to share on a live, but I'm going to share it right now because it's incredibly pertinent to this situation. And Mav, I don't think I've told you this story, and it's kind of hilarious. Um, I was at no, a New York Comic Con recently, and I met Claremont, and I was dressed as Amanda Sefton, and I'm the queen of cosplay. Where it's like, if I can order it on Amazon three days before the con and have it delivered and put it <laughs> together and make myself look something like the thing. I'm doing it. So I was wearing like her white dress from the 2007 series with a glass of wine. And you know, when she's like all sexy about like, Oh, I, yes, I use Google and crystal balls, honey. Um, <laughs> that's not the quote, you know, so I was dressed as that Chris saw me and he thought I was Emma Frost and he wanted to get a picture with me. I was already online to get his uh, autograph. By the way, we're giving away that autograph book at our next live. That's actually going to happen guys. So please come by. Um, and when I, when I mentioned I was Amanda Sefton, he was a little surprised because he didn't recognize the costume. And then I made a joke to him saying, you know, oh, that's what happens when you fuck your brother or something like that. He gave me this <laughs> look of like pure shock. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, dude, like you wrote this. He doesn't you, consider you wrote this. 
He doesn't. And that's, this mm -hmm. is where I think the big thing happens. And here's the thing. I, I, I don't want, I'm not going to make any, any grand sweeping statement about what makes somebody a sibling. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there are, there are all kinds of families and every type of family is valid. If you are adopted, if you are foster, if you are step, it doesn't matter if you are siblings, it is true. Like that is important. And, and your relationship is valid. However, mm -hmm. it is very clear. Cause he even said to me afterwards, he was like, rogue is her, his sister, not Amanda. Yeah. So like, he does not consider them to be siblings. Nope. I believe that <laughs> he did intend Amanda to be more of the girl next door type uh -huh. trope. A hundred percent. And, but he blurred the lines by making Margali both, like he didn't, yes. Margali did not have to be both of their mothers. He if, I feel that. like that was an accident. Like it's he's not, like, oh, he this would be great. Like, <laughs> but like, how do you do that? And these, because I think, like you're saying, it makes sense. Like that he he did the girl next door vibe. Because I mean, mm -hmm. Amanda fits that trope completely, and and Kurt that that works with who Kurt is his character too. So yeah, I can see that's like oh, but they were raised together, so they're not technically mm -hmm. siblings. They're foster, but they're not siblings. But also they're foster siblings, but they're not siblings. And it's like Claremont. Then why did you write it? You could have literally just not scary. written it. You could have said Margali took care of them both. Right. And just said that. And well, then people can interpret it however they want. And then that yeah. way, it's not on you. You didn't put on the page the word sibling or foster siblings. You said she just raised them. Figure it out. You know, do what you want with to it. To be fair, to be fair, I think he forgets stuff. I mean, you you write a book for 18 years, you're gonna you're gonna miss some stuff. So so, so yeah. I get I get why I get That's why he true. might why he he might not remember that he said that um i agree with lauren 100 he did not have to he did not have to use the word adopted um yeah i think there's some weirdness there though because and, and here's one one of the reasons why i always say i i don't i hesitate to call myself a defender of the relationship i'm a defender of the relationship in that i like amanda and i like their interplay with each other and um and I agree with Lauren. If you just get rid of the word sibling, there's no problem. I mean, there's no problems with it at all. In fact, it becomes a very interesting sex positive, uh, non-monogamous relationship between the two of them, which fascinates me. Um, and not just the sexual bit. They are, for Kurt, Amanda is probably the most constant in his life person yeah. across the entirety of his life. So I find them fascinating as a couple. Um, I don't know if he remembers what he said, he being Claremont. Um, I mm. don't know if he, if he, well, I don't um, think he does. yeah. And I don't know, like a lot of Claremont decisions were, um, were modified or, you know, they were, he was always tempered by Wheezy or by Anne, um, Louis Simonson or Anne Nassini, his editors, they made him do stuff that he didn't want to do. That is quite frankly, for the best <laughs> in many, many occasions. Um, Andrew DeMond, who did the Claremont run, my other co-host, he's done a lot of me and he'll acknowledge that Claremont um, needed an editor to keep him at bay sometimes. So that one, I think is one that just got through and maybe he doesn't remember. Um, that said, I think he's trying to do something interesting with the concept that they are, gypsy circus folk which is not a thing it should be they're romani but like the book yeah. calls them gypsies because that's where language that was, was at the time yeah. um but also i don't think people understand the romani either so they um even today they write the romani in x books frequently as though that's a religion it's not it's an ethnicity uh romani tend to be 
the dominant religion of whatever area they are sort of in. So like Romani who are who are in a Muslim part of the world tend to be Muslim. Romani who are in a Christian part of the world tend to be Christian. A Jewish part of the world tend to be Jews uh, because that's just, you know, just like any other ethnic group, there are, you know, white people who are Christian. There are white people who are Muslim. Same, same basic thing. So the Romani behave like that. It's more cultural than religious. So probably if they were very Christian, they are more likely to have a problem with the I was raised as your brother, I was raised as your sister, and therefore it's a problem. And since Kurt is for better or worse, clearly very Catholic, you'd think that he might be have that. But it's not clear where he got that from because Margalie is absolutely not Catholic and Amanda does not appear to be, if she is Catholic, she doesn't have the hangups that Kurt does. So well, there was, yeah, there was that one shot about Kurt's life that we covered that was awful that kind of explains how he got his Catholic belief system and I don't subscribe to it. Um, so we won't yeah. talk about it. But uh, right, so, so he gets it from somewhere. But like, if you are if you are Muslim, for instance, and I'm not saying they are, but like just another kind of Romani, uh, Muslims don't consider adopted siblings. They consider them very much foster siblings. Um, so that, or I shouldn't say all Muslims because I can't speak for all Muslims. Um, as a basic rule. Adoption is not a thing that happens in the class. So um, like we, we would say, oh, you're raised together, you're siblings. They would not say so. They would say your parents died and, and someone else's mother and father were good enough to take you in because someone needs to take care of the ch children. And so it's much more of a, even though you'd be under the same roof, it would be a boy next girl, girl next door kind of um, thing. Like you'd be, you'd be raised together as close as brother and sister, but not exactly the same. And it makes that distinction very clear. Um, and then inside the Romani culture, there's like a continuum depending on which group of, which group of Romani that you're supposed to be, whether or not they consider it um, a blood relation versus a real relation, um, even though he calls them mom. So uh, the best example I can think of with um, with more Western white culture would be in the movie The Godfather. Mm -hmm. In the movie The Godfather, they have an adopted child, Tom, who's the concierge to the Corleone family. But it is very clear that he is not a natural son of Don Corleone. Like Don has three sons that like are are the sons, and then they have another son-ish thing or uh john snow similar in um in, mm -hmm. in game of thrones which obviously game of thrones is pretty cool with incest as well so you know that necessarily the best <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um but like in in that concept it's a it's a like uh it's some of the cultures consider it less of a relationship um but it's still weird i acknowledge the weirdness um and because yeah. because i was raised in such a way that like i wouldn't want to marry any of my cousins or any of my siblings because I'm too yeah. close to even the cousins. I'm too close to them. But also I'm, I'm the kind of person like I met my wife after college. I don't, I'm not interested in anybody that I grew up with. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, like, like it's not, and I was like, eh, you know, like they're like, I knew you when you were five. No, no, thank you. It's, it's weird to me for any of them. And, and something there's people who are still my friends. I've got friends from that long ago, but like the idea of, I don't, I, 
I, I don't want to see you naked. I've seen you eat boogers, you know, like that kind of, <laughs> like that kind of thing. And that was like last week, me. you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like for some people, maybe it would. Right. And, and I, I don't, I'm hesitant to judge it, I, but it is I hear, weird. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, I, I get why it's weird. I get why it's weird. But I also think that, um, I think that the weirdness comes from forcing our culture onto them. And they're, in, they're definitely intended to be, um, different people. So Kurt is a circus person. He's he's circus folk. He's a, they are traveling people. Yeah. She adopted him because someone's got to take care of this baby, right? Like I, she probably isn't legally his mother in any respect because well, why mean, would they bother probably, to do that? Yeah, I mean he's probably not legally anything. Period. Until Xavier yeah, comes he, around, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's he probably yeah. I I doubt it. Right? Yeah, he had you know he he he's a baby that they found in the river. And then, you, mm-hmm. okay, I guess I'll raise this baby. Sure. You know, yeah, oh, good. Yeah, he's he, good with the trapeze. Perfect. You know, um, let me and, tell you, you know, you know why he became Catholic? Because he floats like Moses, that baby. Float down that freaking river. Like, <laughs> then he should be Jewish. Moses wasn't Catholic. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, that, that was a really bad. I didn't realize how bad that was until I was saying it. So, um, but I. But it's weird. I mean, I, I I do I do acknowledge the weirdness of the relationship. Um, I think it's weirder. You, you talked about like the. It's probably less weird for if it were like North Star and Aurora, right? The ones that weird me out um, are, and I, it's like I said, I I don't love the idea of shipping, um, or I don't hate the idea of shipping either. Like shipping to me is like here's what I like in this story. Everybody is, everybody's polyamorous. So it works for this story. That's fine. Because, um, yeah, one be of careful, my favorite, I have a whole altar to my ship literally behind me. So uh, you know. I, I, no, I have no problem with it because one of my favorite <laughs> pairings in comics is, um, Kitty and Oyana. They absolutely mm-hmm. love each other. Um, I can, Ooh, yeah, astu- a- I, I assume that they've been together. I assume that there's been lots of sex, um, when they were experimenting, when they were 15. And that said, I also know that that's super creepy because from Ilyana's perspective, she should remember Kitty, not quite as a mother figure, but as a very much my much older brother's girlfriend. Because remember, they meet when Ilyana's seven and Kitty is in a very much a babysitter. It it, yeah. it, it creeps me out. Um a lot of people also, I, this happens, uh, people who are fans of, of my show, there's a lot of people who consider Rachel and Kitty to be a couple. That creeps me out because Rachel's, from Rachel's perspective, Kitty was absolutely her mother figure. Kate Pride was absolutely her mother figure. And she, yeah, it's not her mom, but it's the woman who raised her after her parents are gone. And she sees her that way and she's got a motherly love for her. So even though it's a different time displaced character, the fact like I, I, I cannot date anybody who looks like my mom. That's weird. <laughs> you no, know? I, I agree with that. I mean, and then you've got Rachel and Kurt going right back to our guys. Who Same thing. To fuck siblings. There you yeah. go. I mean, yeah. And, Listen, and all, they're, the expert just as flawed as we are. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the thing here. Like, Honestly, the X-Men in general, like, if you really think hard, you could probably draw a, a like, a map, kind of like they did on the L word, of, like, everybody sleeping with <laughs> them, and how they're all somehow connected. You could probably mm-hmm. spend forever doing that with the X-Men and get it complete. That's and ridiculous. You know, and you know who, who, you know who the Shane of the X-Men is going to turn out to be, and everyone's going to be shocked? Dupe. Dupe! 
Trump, my man. He teaches sex ed. He fucked Madonna. He's an icon. He, listen, dupe. It, it is canon that he can get it. So it is yeah. 100%. Google it right like, now. If y'all don't believe me, I've I will come the school you myself. I've, I don't oh, yeah. remember the Madonna one, but that's awesome. Oh my God. Google oh, it. It's so good. I want to I want to talk about uh, just going back to what you were saying about like Kurt's unco- being like th- like the Catholic side of him that there should be like an mm-hmm. uncomfortableness maybe with the concept of dating his sister. Now I have a fan theory that I believe I may have shared. We might have talked about this during the Amanda Septon episode with Connor, um, but I have a theory that the reason she is called Amanda and not Jermaine is because like the, if you notice he has not called her Jermaine since. Like he found out Amanda and Jermaine were the same person. Ever since then, mm-hmm. it's Amanda. He only calls mm-hmm. her Jermaine when he goes back, like he he like flashes back to when they were kids. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory that this is him in his mind justifying that they are two totally different people. Like he's like, I'm not fucking my sister. My sister is Jermaine. This is Amanda. And it's just like it, it's 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 like, okay, it's like that, you know, that Homer Simpson walking into the bar with a mustache. Like, okay, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a totally different person. Okay, if that's what you need to do to sleep at night, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it, it just is interesting because, um, like Mav, you it was super cool hearing you share all that stuff that you've heard and and learned about through research. You know about perspectives mm-hmm. on incest and different cultures and stuff. Um, and then, so it's interesting to hear about how it, it's funny because the original, the original issue, and I could be wrong. So Mav, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the original issue behind incest was the biological part right yes. like that's where you, you do it it messes up your genes over time yeah it mm-hmm. messes up your genes so that's where humans we learned like don't do that because we're gonna die out right and then there mm-hmm. was a social issue built in with it right and so yeah um like lisa the social issue is huge for you like that was that's mm-hmm. what interested me you even said earlier like i'm not worried that much about the blood in this situation. I'm more worried about the fact that they psychologically feel this way. And so me to too. me, that's so interesting. Cause I like, at least in the past, I always thought like, Oh, the blood's the worst part. Like the social stuff is still really not okay. Right. But like, <laughs> whatever, the blood is the huge no, no. And so hearing you say that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like that, that's a different perspective. It's not right or wrong or anything. It's just mm-hmm. so interesting. So yeah, it's like what, yeah, that that's a whole other conversation. It's like what what qualifies as it, right? Because it's almost like you're making a whole new definition for incest. Then, because you're like, I don't really care about the blood, <laughs> you know, which is fine. I mean, I guess like it's a perspective. So I don't know. It's very fascinating. I mean, you, hear... no, I, I was, I... I, you can. I think it's both. You like. I think there's. It's 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 like a scale almost, you know. And you can go as you know as far to one side or the other but you know all in all incest is wrong we can all agree that mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> i think it's i think it's absolutely the psychological issue that probably bothers us mostly and that's where it gets weird because different people see it differently and we sort of expect everybody to see it the same but mm-hmm. like it's the psychological component has to matter otherwise no one would care in any queer relationship, right? Like there's no issue of pregnancy if you're brothers or if you're sisters. It's only Yeah. It, it, it like the like like and we don't have a lot of stories. Like if you have a story where two sisters are fucking, people are gonna be like, no, 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 I this Mm-mm. is not okay. Mm-mm. Or two brothers, Mm-mm. no, 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 this is not okay. The and it you need the um the issue becomes, yeah, you were raised together. But and if you look at if you look at the very, very currently popular step-sibling porn 
the step sibling porn fantasy is oh my my dad married your mom and you know we're both 18 and you're hot and i can't keep my hands off you right like it's not like we met each other as adults it's not our fault that our parents got married that's the fantasy but it still feels naughty right that's what's mm -hmm. go what's going on so i think there's i think there's some of that with the attraction to the amanda relationship and like part of it is you wouldn't do it if they were twins, right? Like you wouldn't have North Star and Aurora, even though they didn't know each other as children. Listen, you... don't say you don't say never because it no, did oh, sure. happen in Ultimate with Pietro and Wanda. Yeah, oh yeah, say Pietro and Wanda. Which, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm saying you, particularly in a code approved comic, it's that's a harder relationship. Even with Pietro and Wanda, it was very much portrayed as they're doing this and it's wrong. Game of Thrones, they're doing this and it's wrong. And, um, and Wolverine's in the bushes, mm -hmm. watching. And he's and he's probably their father in that in that in that universe. Um, oh, it's God. very it's heavily in the Ultimate Universe. It's heavily implied that Wolverine's their father, not Magneto. Um, but like, gross. Go Game of Thrones and compare. You've got Jamie and you've got Jamie and Cersei together, and that's wrong. Huh, it's wrong because they were they're twins. They were raised together. And then you've got John and 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 Daenerys, their um, aunt and nephew, and <laughs> or actually their um, their uncle and and niece. I forget which way it goes, but they're no, you're directly right. related as well. Yeah. And a nephew, yeah. and they and they theoretically should also not be okay, but they didn't know each other till they were you know twenty. So whatever, like uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely <laughs> did a little like thing when the Daenerys and Jon Snow thing happened. I was like, okay, we're gonna okay, we're okay, we're doing that. Right. And and yeah, and okay. people, and by the time it happens, the fans are cheering for it, right? Like, oh, when are they gonna do it? When are they gonna do it? And and I'm like. Ever, but <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. I know it's going to happen, but eh, I don't. I I did want to bring up just the other thing is um because I, I mentioned this at the at the top. This has been going on for a while. If you read Silver Age comics, mm -hmm. there are many, many, many instances where it points out that Clark and Kara, uh, Superman and Supergirl, want to fuck so badly. It's You're about to make weird. me so mad, Mav. I can't do oh this. Because I'm a huge Supergirl fan. No, there's so many bad things from like Silver Age Supergirl. Don't yeah. read it. Listen, anybody that likes Supergirl, I don't care how much you like her, I don't care how you learned about her, doesn't matter. Please do not read those comics. Please don't do can it. I just say, can I just say one thing about Silver Age comics and relationships? Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking about like the 30s and 40s, right? We're like no, the no, 30s, 50s, oh, and, 50, 50s and 60s, up to okay, up through so, 75, 55 okay, to 75. Okay, 75 was <laughs> a little late, but 50s and 60s. I mean, back then everybody met their wife in high school. Yes, or husband. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody met their mm -hmm. spouse in high school. Everybody, everybody was marrying the girl and boy next door. So I could see that being like every story has to be like you know all the relationships have to have this kind of connection. You know, because mm -hmm. even even Green Lantern wasn't Har Hal and Carol like didn't they grow up together in some weird way? Yeah. Like, well, like it, yeah. yeah. But even in the modern version of the CW version of the Flash, I, I think I pointed this out on Twitter. Yeah, uh, they Iris um, and Barry. in the CW Flash, uh, Iris and Barry 
grew up in the same house together. Now, there's a little bit of an out there in that he had a crush on her before he moved into her house. Um, his parents, his his mom dies and his dad goes to jail. So the family next door takes him in and he already had a crush on her. And but still, as I said, I don't want like I had crushes when I was like, I, I know who I had a crush on when I was seven. I'm not interested in anymore, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's been 40 years. I kind of grew out of it. Um, and I, I, but I, but on the other hand, I know people who, you know, did marry their childhood sweetheart. I actually do know people who where that happened. So oh, yeah, I, I guess for some, I guess for some people that works, and that's what you want to explore. I think it. I think it becomes questionable. Um, not even questionable. I think it becomes weird. When it's something where the comic wants you to notice the problem and then wants to blow it off without dealing with the ramifications in the Supergirl ones that I'm talking about, they're like, hey, they're cousins. This is wrong. But we did it anyway. Or did we? You know, like there's a like there's a couple of instances like like that. And then the same thing with the with the um, with Amanda and Kurt, you know, like if if he literally said and Kurt was raised in the circus with these you know and he's being taken care of by the trapeze people and the fortune teller people and the you know the lion tamer and the you know like the reason it's a problem is because he explicitly calls um her calls jermaine his sister he says that on sometimes and that's that makes he's more often he, he more often refers to her brother as his brother and I can excuse it if I just say it's a brother. It's a brotherhood thing. It's a, you know, they're all circus people. He probably also thought of, you know, the lion tamer's kid as his brother, but we never see those people. Yeah, that's, you know, okay. So I, we're, we've been rereading the 2004 Nightcrawler series. And um, in the most recent arc that we're just going to, we haven't done the episode yet, but I read the issues today. They're going into his background. And it's very interesting the way he refers to Margali, Stefan and Jemaine. Because when him and Stefan are talking, he's calling Stefan brother, but he's calling Margali your mother and he's calling Jermaine your sister. Not mm -hmm. our sister, not our mother, which is weird because I feel like this was like Roberto um, Aguirre Sacasa's way of kind of inching away from that brother and sister relationship, even mm -hmm. though he mentions it throughout the entire series several times that they're brother and sister. Um, I don't know if that was his way of doing that, but it was very odd because at the same time, we have a lot of canon of him calling Margali his mother and less canon of him calling Jermaine his sister or Amanda his sister because he just, they just don't. And it, there's more canon actually of other X-Men referring to Amanda as his sister than there is mm -hmm. of him referring to Amanda as a sister, which I think is You funny. know what? I just, and I realized, so this is not siblings. This is, this is a, a more distant kind of thing but i can sort of i can sort of equalize it out i think that there's um if um if stefan is his childhood best friend then there's mm -hmm. like a blood brother style relationship like where i think of you as a brother so i'm calling i'm calling you brother it's a it's a it, that is a thing that that's a thing dudes might do but even that's, beyond that mm -hmm. i think that there's a i think there's a connection that happens so i was and i was and i was thinking about this um my mom, um, I, I and not even just my mom. Um, I uh, I have my my aunt Nita. My yeah. aunt Nita is not related to me in any way, shape, or form. She is the sister of my aunt by marriage. So my uncle's wife is and her and her ha, had a sister, and so I grew up calling her 
my aunt. She died a couple years ago. Um, so, I, but she was my aunt, and my mom refers to Nita as her sister. And like, so if we're talking about Nita. My mom will say when my sister died, when my sister Nita died, because she's so my my uncle is ten years older than my mom. So when she met them, she was. 13 you know she like she you know she she's known them since she was since she was a kid and nita was roughly her age um the same way right um my mom refers to nita as her sister and, and just always has so i grew up calling her my aunt um however my mom uh my mom as an adult started dating my uncle charles who is my who is nita and mary is my my aunt my my so he's their brother Again, not okay. related to my mom in any way, shape, or form, but, uh, and they were well adults. They were in their 50s, you know, but they started dating. And it was like sort of a, my mom was dating her brother in law. So this person who had always been my uncle was now, they never got married, but he was my mom's longtime boyfriend because, but they were adults when they, you know, yeah. or he was an adult when they met. He's like five years older than my mom. So like it was, my mom was 13. He would have been 18 when they met. And when they got together, he would have been like 50, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so it's like not a, it's not, it's not creepy, but it's weird from the relationship because I like, um, my mom would never refer to Charles as her brother. She would mm -hmm. refer to Nita and Mary as her sisters, even though they're really her sister-in-laws, you know, and, but she would never refer to Charles as her brother or even her brother-in-law because he would be a boyfriend. So here's a question. Is his, is his birth name Charles or did she actually start calling him Charles after they started dating like Kurt and Amanda. No, I'm kidding. His name's Charles. I was thinking, uh, but, um, but I was thinking about it. Like you said that I'm like, eh, no. but yeah, but yeah, it's, was, but it's he weird. He was David up until a little while and then he was Charles. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no uh, but yeah, it, but, but yeah, it's, and it's weird, but like, that's a, but that's a connection. And I'm, and I, I'm sure she doesn't like, if I, if I asked my mom, would you think of Charles? She'd go, no, absolutely not. But like, yeah. there's no, but it's just, because she thinks of him as uh, well an ex-boyfriend, but she thinks of him in in a lover scenario in her head as opposed to a brother scenario. So you brought up the blood brother thing, and I'm it. You know, you're a hundred percent on the money. Like that could be what this situation is because there have been. It is canon that him and Stefan did the whole blood brother, like cut your hands, shake hands. Mm -hmm. Don't do that anymore, everybody, please. There's too many. It's bad for you. This is a horrible idea. Yeah, yes. It's so freaking <laughs> bad for you. Like, and honestly, when he did the blood brother thing, I think that that was written in the 80s, which like really bad time, guys. Already, really yeah, bad no. time. Al already not hygienic, not good. There are diseases. Yeah, no, yes. Real bad time to be telling people to cut their hands open and shake, mm -hmm. up, shake their friend's hands. Okay, not a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the, but that could be the case is that it's the blood brother thing and he considers him his brother through that because mm -hmm. of that, of their closeness. And, you know, from everything I read, like all the candidate that exists, it actually makes it very clear that he was much closer to Stefan growing up than he was to Amanda mm -hmm. or Jermaine. Like, and I think it really has to do with they were both boys and they did boy things. Although they also make very clear that he had a crush on um, Amanda slash Jermaine when they were very young too. There's X-Men Unlimited we'll number four. This. We just did it at Gosh yeah. Golly Wild. We, we recorded it yesterday. It will air probably before this episode is it's a horrible comic <laughs> yeah. it's awful but yes he has yeah. a crush on her and and says but in that particular issue there is a lot of of you know if you weren't my sister nudge nudge there's a lot of that in there. yes like, exactly you, you exactly oh my gosh okay marvel <laughs> you have to go one way or the other enough mm -hmm. okay i have i've spoken so <laughs> all right well 
Mav, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this yeah, with us. It has been an absolute pleasure. It was a great idea. It was your idea completely. <laughs> so we deserve zero was... credit for the entire thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it is a weird relation. I acknowledge the weirdness of the relationship. Um, I think one of the things that we just have to be cognizant of, it's comics. So there's a lot of incestuous relationships. The X-Men all consider themselves family and therefore they're all like weirdly like that. Like there's a lot of people word who, chart. Like, yeah. I, so we should do it. We should like yeah. do it. We should do like a podcast crossover where like us <laughs> and like, oh gosh, oh golly, wow. And maybe yeah. Cerebral. We'll get Connor in. I'm sure Connor would love this project. <laughs> like, I, know, I mean, who has the time to put no, that together? It, that might take, it, it might take two years, but it'd be yeah. amazing. The lines are two so- years. It'll be just in time for them in the MCU. We'll be like, you guys want to get to know the X-Men? Here's our chart. And people will be like, what oh the God. fuck is this? And we're like, hi. Yeah, the worst well, part like, is when the kids start fucking mm-hmm. the parents. That's where it starts. Ugh. Well, it's if you ever, I mean, it's like like Friends, the TV show Friends. Other than than Ross and, and Monica, who were, you know, blood siblings, every other combination happens because they're, they're yeah. just trying things out mm-hmm. and they don't have any other friends besides the six of them apparently you know so it's like it's like whose turn is it to date joey now is just kind of a thing that happens in hey, the hey don't don't sneeze on janice don't sneeze on janice she comes yeah, around yeah. here and there and, and she dates both <laughs> and and she, and she ends up dating both chandler and ross i believe yeah i don't know i don't know that much about the friends so yeah so. yeah so because yeah, well, because it has to be incestuous and that's like and that's just one of those things we do in closed in closed um cast fictional scenarios well i mean it's an enormous trope in fan fiction especially like Mm -hmm. young fanfic writers it's it's like everybody is just paired up with everybody it doesn't matter what like the movie is it could be Mm -hmm. freaking you know the stupidest movie for it and all of a sudden everybody is paired up with everybody everybody's dating everybody and it it's yeah so um people that exist outside of social circles that we all can learn (laughs) and enjoy um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's been awesome. It's been great having you here talking about all the things that make everybody so uncomfortable. And yeah, we didn't end up, we didn't end up enemies by the end of it. I was, I was like ready to, you know, blood in the water. I was ready. I actually had a backup laptop in case I smashed this one. There was no suplexing. I'm disappointed. I at least wanted something to break up. Like, Oh, I'll break something eventually. The night is young. Something will break eventually at this point. But uh, Mav, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. All of the places always at Chris Maverick. You can tell I do this like literally every week on my show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also, yeah, yeah. You can also follow me on the Vox Popcast, which is Vox Popcast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or you know wherever you get podcasts from. And on Oh Gosh, Oh Golly, Oh Wow, which you don't say the O's, so it's just Gosh Golly Wow on gosh, Twitter. Gosh Golly Wow. <laughs> G- yeah, gosh Golly Wow. Figure and, that out. Yeah. It, well, because when we came up with it, um, when we were talking about it, it's like, oh, well, this would be fun. It's this little in-joke, and like everybody will love that. Because I always love picking podcast names that no one can you know, spell or find, because that's great for branding. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Vox, Vox Podcast, V-O-X-P-O-P-C-A-S-T. And like people, and and like every time people are like, I, I tried to find Vox Podcast, and like, why, why why are you doing it in Spanish? I'm like, it's actually Filipino, and that's not me. Um, yeah, because <laughs> it's you, a different show. If you find show. a Filipino podcast, it's not math. so. 
yeah. does not know Tagalog. <laughs> it, I do not know Tagalog. My niece does. My niece, that's the language Ooh. my niece takes in. Um, in I mean, she's sixteen. Um, but like that's the foreign language she takes. So, um, so she probably she probably understands that show. That's pretty amazing. There you go. So, uh, yeah. That's we're ex- excited to have you. Of course, we'll have you back on again because we are still friends, fun. which is good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's always a good time. It's always great. Uh, and yeah, if you want to join us for another uh, fantastic episode, you can find us at simplyamazingpod.com. That's all of our socials are there. Our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, our whatever else we got. I don't know. I'm 40, so I don't know that shit anymore. Like <laughs> we got that too. I don't know. Uh, do you? So I'm yeah. Yeah, we, we have a Twitch. We don't use it very often. We're going to do a live soon. I keep, we keep saying we're going to do a live. By the time this comes out, maybe we've Lisa already done keep, the live. I don't Lisa know. Lisa keeps saying this, and I'm like, girl, give me a date and time. Like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm leaving in like two days for like two weeks, so I'm working on it, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, so come follow us on all of our socials. Lauren, tell them where they can find you, girl. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at m at friendly mbhdbi and yeah you can find everything else on there i started writing reviews again which is fun too um so maybe at some point i'll write a uh written review about a kurt book we'll see um i probably should not write about legion of x because it will probably not be good so no probably won't do that one but we'll see what happens we'll (laughs) see what happens all right beautiful and again follow our socials find us on everything tag us Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. We don't care. It's fine. We, we 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 like you anyway. And if you're out there still wondering, like you're going back and forth, like what is what is incest? Do me a favor. Google Habsburg, but then enjoy the rest of your night because you're simply amazing. <laughs>